Welcome to the Pad the Stats podcast, your destination for everything fantasy football and where fantasy title hopes come true. And now, your host, James Swanson. Oh, the wide receiver film room series is in the books. As I mentioned last week, we have covered all of our wide receivers uh, that we pretty much wanted to get to. And we probably will go back and look at a couple more after we finish our film room series. Tight ends are next on the docket, so I will talk about some tight ends today. Two in particular, TJ Hawkinson from Iowa and Irv Smith Jr. from Alabama. And then I will do two more tight ends this week sometime. And then next week we will start diving into the running backs. And then we will kind of go back and maybe take a look at some, I'll release a podcast, basically some guys that we missed um, that I think can still be fantasy-relevant players right away, guys that you will certainly want to keep an eye on in Dynasty Leagues. Um, but first and foremost, we want to get to the top guys, um, you know, the 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 kind of the top echelon of, of players that we think are going to be fantasy-ready players, you know, potentially, you know, right off the bat, immediately. So, again, the two tight ends today, TJ Hawkinson from Iowa, Irv Smith Jr. out of Alabama, and to preface all of this, the tight end class this year, at least the top of it, looks very strong. Uh, you know, this is one of the stronger tight end classes that we've seen in some time. The class from two years ago with O.J. Howard, Evan Ingram, David Njoku was pretty good. I think this one compares um, similarly in, in some ways, and we'll talk a little bit about that. So first off the top, we are going to talk about TJ Hawkinson, and this is the guy who really right now is kind of the consensus number one tight end among uh, you know most draft boards from what I've seen. He is probably going to land somewhere in the first round, middle of the first round, maybe somewhere between 10 and 20, I think is probably a, a realistic landing spot for TJ Hawkinson. I don't know if he lands in the top 10, potentially, uh, could depend, but I think there are some, some landing spots that... I will get into here that I think could be very, uh, very good landing spots for TJ Hawkinson. And, but first off, like we've done with most of our film room series is I want to talk about the things that I like on tape, the things that I don't like on tape. And then I will talk about some scheme fits that I think, uh, match up pretty well for these guys. So, so the, the, the biggest thing with TJ Hawkinson and with Irv Smith, both of these guys and a couple of the other tight ends that we will talk about further, these are, all guys that are very versatile and the tight end position has evolved over the years. It's not so much in line, you know, foot, you know, hand in the ground. And it's just lining up at the same position. Every time it's split out, it's, it's playing out wide. It's playing in the slot. It's playing H back. It's playing the wing. So these guys are being bred from an early, you know, early on to play many different positions and many, uh, you know, they're they're very versatile in that sense. And that's what I like to see on tape is these guys getting that, you know, that exposure uh, to many different, you know, sets to many different positions on the field. And I think that's going to benefit them greatly at the next level. With TJ Hawkinson, let's talk a little bit about his, uh, the specs, the measurables first off. Six, four and three quarters, 250 pounds. So he's a big guy. Um, you know, I, I would say he's a, uh, you know, it's pr- probably pretty right in line with with a, a a good size tight end I think you know six four and almost six five is is great 250 pounds so he's not giving up a whole lot there in the size category um 77 7 wingspan nine and a half inch hands 32 inch arms this is the one thing 17 percent 
percentile in terms of tight ends and in, in, in arm length. So he's not he's not real long, um, but I don't necessarily think that's a huge knock on him. I, I do think it's going to affect him in some some aspects of of the blocking game. Um, I didn't see a, a player who's overly strong. I think he's going to get out overpowered at times. He doesn't use his leverage effectively at times either. I think that arm length and the bench press, which he only put up 21 reps, which is, uh, you know, okay, but not great. Um, I think that, that there are some weaknesses in his game in that sense. I, I think he will struggle at times on down blocks with defensive ends who, who use leverage, who have longer arms, you know, NFL defensive ends. I think he's going to struggle with a little bit. Now, the one thing that he does do very well is he reach blocks, I thought, very well. I thought his you know, reach blocking in the run game, whether it's stretch plays, counters, I thought he does that very well. I think he has the athleticism to be a, an effective blocker in the passing game as well when he's not out on routes. So the athleticism that he displays, he also uses in the blocking game, which is, which is crucial, which I, I like to see on tape. And he's not just a one-trick pony. He's not going to be a guy that only uses, you know, his skill set, his athleticism down the field. He will work all over the field, whether, again, it's in the passing game or the running game. Uh, I think he's a versatile tight end, and, and I liked what I saw on tape from that from that aspect. Because in an offense like Iowa, they are really set to run the ball a lot. I mean, this is a, a more so of a power offense, and they're under center and eye formations and, and single back uh, you know, personnel a lot of the times, two tight end looks, heavy personnel. And he is somebody that I, I think was very comfortable lining up in those sets, uh, but also when they would split him out wide, when they would use him as an H-back, he did that very well too. He has the speed and the size to win one-on-one matchups with linebackers and safeties in the middle of the field. No question about that. I thought that he uh, he gets to the top level of the secondary quickly. He navigates the middle of the field well. His vision and and his route running, I think, is all pretty solid. You know, his athleticism, he uses it to his advantage in the run and pass game. You know, he has good feet, above average athleticism. Um, He's going to be an all-around really good tight end. There's no question about it. It's, you know, I don't mean to not get, like, overly excited about this guy, but I think if you've been listening to other podcasts and you've been following the tight end class, um, this is going to be a hard-to-miss prospect. He has got everything I think that you want in a in an NFL tight end to be effective in all aspects of, of the game plan. He's not going to come off the field. He's not a liability in the in the blocking game, in the run game. Um, again, I think he's, a, he's very, very comfortable navigating routes in the middle of the field. He's a clean route runner. He's also very good with the ball in his hands after the catch. I think he's, a vers- again, a versatile athlete um, who can play or I guess who can you know catch the ball, get up field. He has really good hips, very, very fluid hips for a big guy, for a guy who's 6'5", 250. I thought that he has the ability to, to really get in and out of breaks, to move very fluidly, cleanly. Uh, everything is very crisp, but he's explosive as well. Um, I, I wasn't, I, I shouldn't say I, I'm wowed away by this guy in terms of his you know, he's not like a Vernon Davis, let's put it that way. But I do think there have been some comparisons to George Kittle. I think that he could probably match that, um, you know, that profile, that skill set, that production a little bit at some point in his career. We do know that tight ends typically take a little bit more time to get up to speed and and catch on to things at the next level because of all of the kind of intricate things that they have to do, whether it's in the running game, whether it's 
pass blocking, you know, route running. There are a lot of things that tight ends need to be able to handle in terms of duties, responsibilities at the next level that sometimes it takes a little bit of grooming to get to that point. But TJ Hawkinson has everything that that you could want in an NFL tight end. I can't say that enough. And I think he's going to have a very nice career. I think he's going to fit in right away. And in terms of progression, in terms of trajectory, um, talking back to the point of you know tight ends taking a little bit of time to be groomed, I do think that he will come along very nicely and could could come along a little bit quicker than some other guys. Um, you know, I, I saw reliable hands with this guy. There weren't many drops. There was wasn't many instances where there was lack of concentration. There are just it's hard to find holes in his game is, is the bottom line here. And a guy who is this versatile, versatile and this, uh, you know, athletic and catches the ball cleanly and is tough to bring down after the catch. That's another thing is he will consistently drag tacklers, you know, break tackles. He is a hard worker from what I've seen. And when he gets the ball in his hands after the catch, he is determined to pick up yards after the catch every single time you love to see that determination right that that heart that grit and I think we see that with TJ Hawkinson it's not just that seven eight yard catch you know go down type of thing it's it's yards after the catch it's athleticism after the catch which makes him even more special which makes him even more of a weapon kind of like a Travis Kelsey who can really be a weapon and and even better for fantasy players a guy who could rack up a lot of yards um, in any given game, and I think he certainly has that potential. Uh, a little bit back to the numbers, some of his combine results. 4.740, no problem there. 37.5-inch vert- vertical, 90, 90th percentile among tight ends, very good. 123-inch broad jump, 91st percentile among tight ends. Again, the only knock, I do think that there are going to be some current concerns with him a little bit in the run game. I think he might get pushed around a little bit, but it's not necessarily something that's going to keep him off the field either. So TJ Hawkinson, a guy that is going to go in the first round more than likely. I think he's going to be the first tight end off the board. I think when you're talking about your rookie, your fantasy draft, your dynasty draft, I think you know if you're looking at a tight end, if you're your tight end needy team, and if you're in a 10-team league like us, I think the second round um, is somewhere where you could you could potentially start looking at somebody like TJ Hawkinson and I think he's going to be again a guy who will contribute sooner rather than later in comparison to most tight ends in the past that's again you know just back to that point it's just something that you need need to consider with tight ends is that progression can be a little bit slower maybe you're not getting the results that you want or that you would expect uh you know from a running back or wide receiver in years one and two but uh but it's going to come and uh there's not a whole lot that I can say bad about TJ Hawkinson from what I've seen on tape. Very impressive. Some of the fits that I think, you know, Atlanta at 14 is a good fit. Detroit at 8, I think, is a very good fit. Um, and Green Bay at 12, those are those are three teams. Now, Green Bay does have two picks, 12, and then uh, they're towards the end of the draft. I think they're around 29 or 30. They have a pick via the Saints, um, which Irv Smith, who we'll talk about in a second, is a guy who... Probably fits somewhere in the back of the first round, I would think. Um, he could be another option for some of those teams later down the board. But Atlanta, Detroit, Green Bay are three teams that I think could could pull the trigger on TJ Hawkinson. And I think if you're somebody that 
you know, is targeting TJ. You, you really like him. You want to get him on your dynasty team. I think those are three spots that you would love to see TJ Hawkinson land and uh, could have a very productive future in any of those three cities. Okay, let's touch on Irv Smith Jr. out of Alabama. And a lot of the comparisons for him kind of go kind of tie in with OJ Howard, uh, the Alabama tight end from a couple years ago who now plays for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who has had a pretty good career to this point. I think he's, uh, you know, he's in an offense where there's a lot of mouths to feed and there's been some inconsistent quarterback play from Jameis Winston and Ryan Fitzpatrick and they've been in and out of the lineup shuffling things. So, but, but what we've seen from OJ Howard has been a career that I think is going to be very productive. And I think Irv Smith profiles him a little bit. The actually the profile though, that I, this is a little bit under the radar. And for those who remember him, is, let me find it here, I wrote it down, Andrew Corliss, who played at Penn State and was with the Green Bay Packers for a while. He's a guy, they're very similar, right? So Irv Smith, right around that 6'4", 250, 260-pound mark. Um, you know, O.J. Howard, or I'm excuse me, Andrew Corliss is, is really the same thing. Um, I think the 40 time is very similar as well. They're going to run in the 4-6-4-6-5 range, which is excellent. The athleticism from what I saw on tape is is very similar. Now, Andrew Corliss's career wasn't wasn't fantastic, and, and I think that, you know, when he was in Green Bay, there were a lot of other mouths to feed. Um, you know, that, that the tight end position was not a priority for Aaron Rodgers in that offense, but, you know, he had he had a a very good skill set as a wide receiver and as an athlete and i think irv smith what i've seen on tape very very similar again this is very similar to tj hawkins in, in the sense that both of these guys are very versatile they're comfortable playing in many different formations so irv smith actually we saw this a lot more a lot more versatility when to two of a low i can never pronounce his name right and I'm not even going to try right now, but Tua, when he played quarter, you know, when he was inserted into that offense, we saw a lot more formations out of out of Alabama, and Irv Smith was a beneficiary of that, playing in many different formations, you know, slot, split wide, H back, fullback, you know, he was lead blocker sometimes, wing back, etc. He actually did that a little bit more than T.J. Hawkinson did, so that was something that I I liked. A little bit more out of Irv Smith's tape is, is the even more versatility than Hawkinson at Iowa. And the other thing that I, I really noticed with Irv Smith that really surprised me is I didn't, th- he is actually a little bit more athletic than I thought. I, you know, he has some real shake and bake in his route running, is what I wrote down. I think he's a fluid athlete with quick feet. Again, much like Hawkinson, navigates the middle of the field well, has good vision, a good feel for getting open. I think Hawkinson does a little bit better job of of getting open on some quick hitches, some quick out routes. Um, I think that he does those things a little bit better than Irv Smith. So some of the route running things, Irv Smith, is it, it's fine. That There really wasn't a knock in his game from what I saw on tape. Hawkinson did some things a little bit better. Um, again, a versatile athlete, and I think he's going to fit a number of different schemes really, really well. Now, you know, most people are, are seeing Hawkinson as the, uh, as I mentioned, the the no doubt, you know, overall number one tight end. 
I don't think Irv Smith is that far behind. I think he's a guy who can be just as good, if not better, than David Njoku. I think he can be just as good as Evan Ingram. I think he can be right up there with O.J. Howard. You know, I don't know if, if I would put his trajectory over guys like Ingram and O.J. Howard at this point. Obviously, those guys have a couple years on him, and we'll see how things shake out. And, you know, where Irv Smith lands in an NFL offense, what team he lands with is going to be, you know, a, a big deal. Uh, if we're looking at the back half of the draft, you know, the Patriots right off the top of your head seem like a great spot now that Rob Gronkowski is officially retired, assuming he doesn't return. I think Irv Smith would be a great fit there. If the Packers don't jump on that tight end at 12, they could be looking to get a tight end at, you know, at the back half of the draft. Again, I think they are picking 29th or 30th, somewhere in there. Um, you know, the Saints were, they t- they had a pick from the Saints. Um, you know, Jimmy Graham is is only getting older. I, I don't even know. I think he's back with, with the team this year. But, um, you know, that's a position that they're going to need to look at. And I think that, that Irv Smith could be a good fit in Green Bay. There were a couple other teams at the back half of the draft, um, you know, just looking at it. Now, now teams like the Chargers, Chiefs, you know, Rams probably don't need a tight end at this point, you know, considering that they've taken a couple young guys in the past few years. The Raiders at 27, now that Jared Cook is no longer in Oakland, could be looking at a tight end. Um, so there are some options there and, and some really, really good landing spots for Irv Smith. And really both of these tight ends. I think that they're both going to land in offenses, I'm hoping, that that are really beneficial, you know, beneficial in, in terms of fantasy production. And that's what we can hope as fantasy players at this point. I think that will happen. Um, so I'm excited to see where both of these guys land. But Irv Smith, look, I, I was very impressed. I expected when I put on the tape, all I've been reading is that Hawkinson is the is the number one, and I do think he's the number one from what I've seen this point at this point. Now we do I do have to take a look at Noah Font and um, a couple other guys, Jay Sternberger. Um, or two guys that come to mind that are going to be on my film room series moving forward. But but right now, Irv Smith is not that far behind TJ Hawkinson, and it would not surprise me, based on based on the versatility that Irv Smith showed at Alabama, which I thought was actually more than what TJ Hawkinson did, it wouldn't surprise me if if Irv Smith came out and, I guess, maybe wowed or had a little bit more more production than Hawkinson right off the bat. But in the long run, I do think Hawkinson is the better prospect. They're both going to be very good. Again, this is a very good tight end class. I'm excited for both of these guys. Again, I think that Irv Smith, is. It, it, look, it would not, I wouldn't be totally shocked if somebody said, I, I prefer Irv Smith over TJ Hawkinson. Like, I don't think that's that big of a, you know, of a, of a distance between the two guys in types of, in terms of profile, in terms of versatility, athleticism, um, you know, their ability as inline blockers and as route runners in the passing game. Now I didn't, I, I would like to see a little bit more from Irv Smith in the running game. I, I didn't get a chance to, uh, you know, kind of scout that area a ton. Again, I think part of that is they use him in so many different formations that it's not like Iowa where TJ Hawkinson is, is he's versatile too, and they split him out, but he is much more of an inline tight end in terms of how they used him there. And and Irv Smith, I think, can be that guy from what I've seen from from the limited number of snaps that I watched um, of him playing inline tight end and, and blocking in the run game, down blocking things like that. Um, but but 
at the end of the day, you know, I, I think both of those guys have that that skill set to do both things really well. And I, I'm excited about both players. If you are looking to take, again, a tight end at the end of the second, maybe the third round, I would love to have Irv Smith in, in even the third round. I think he has a, a chance, again, to be a, a tight end that excels quickly in his NFL career. And, again, that that kind of goes back to the fact that these these college teams are using tight ends in multiple formations, multiple sets, and that helps them, grooms them to be better off right away in their NFL career. And Irv Smith is no different. So uh, excited about both these guys, TJ Hawkinson, Irv Smith. And um, like I said, I want to talk about Noah Font. I want to talk about Jay Sternberger. That's probably going to be my next podcast. Until then, everybody, I hope this this helped you out. I hope you get a little bit of a better sense of what these two tight ends bring to the table. And um, again, hopefully this helps you in your dynasty draft moving forward. And we're only a few weeks away from the NFL draft. I cannot wait. I'm so excited to see where these guys land up. And the fits and the schemes that they go to is going to be a big, a big factor in fantasy production and how dynasty drafts, rookie drafts, you know, shake out right off the bat. So I'm James Swanson. This is Pad the Stats Fantasy Football Podcast. Thanks again for listening, everybody. Find the podcast on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn Radio, and uh, we'll talk to you next time. Goodbye.